Yo, everybody, what's going on? Forfeit Podcast here. Welcome back. Metal Matt with the J-Lo, the Wild Bill, Big John Stud. What's going on, fellas? What up, Matt? Not much, man. We got a we got an action-packed agenda here. We're going to be talking some fills, some NLC, NLCS, or some postseason as a whole reaction, you know? Fresh off the game three. Tough loss, but you know it's not going to win them all. Uh, so we'll get we'll get into that a little bit, and then we're going to try we're going to debut a new topic here called music fit. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try a few things. We've been kicking around a, a couple w- ways this thing can go. Um, you know, if if you haven't heard of the big four in, in, in metal, it's like, you know, the, the big four juggernauts, they, they went on tour about a decade ago. It was really successful in both North America and in Europe. So then the thought was, Hey, you know, there's, there's, there's big fours in any genre of music. And, and here for fit podcast, we're, we're all cultured when it comes to music. I mean, we've got, we've got fish fans. We've got Beatles, Beatles experts, We've got Drake, 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 and we've got death metal, grindcore, uh, slam metal, thrash metal. Who likes the Beatles here? Hardcore. Wow, Bill, huge oh. Beatles fan. Oh Jesus! Ask him anything about the Beatles. Oh, God. Ask him anything. Most overrated uh, band oh, no. ever in oh, no. invented. Oh no! Sorry, I'm hitting the mute button. Oh, 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 oh no! <laughs> Deleting this Zoom person, shrinking him right now. Ring. <laughs> Are you serious with the Beatles, though? No, I'm a big fan. I'm, I had no idea. Bill no, Dabbles. I mean, they were like they were probably like the, the band that got me into like music, music. Just them, and not that I like them less now than before. It's just I don't know. Like the more you find out about them a little bit and learn about them, it's taking a little bit off tarnish off of the you know off the trophy a little bit. Um, but I think they, as like songwriters were just on a level that I don't know if too many people would ever touch. And that's kind of what like, I always appreciated is that they just pushed the boundaries and just, I don't know they just, um, yeah, they, they, they resonated, you know, with me, but it's, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, they, they, they shaped my early formative years and in, in, into the rock genre i mean here's a question for you if the beatles were around today and they had ai technology and all this modern (laughs) bullshit that you know artists of today have i i mean i'm willing to bet that the beatles would probably come up with something a thousand times more innovative with that technology at their fingertips compared to what's what's being produced today Considering they were the first people to figure out how to do what, like two track and three track. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like it's, it's a lot of times you hear a lot of people say it's like, you know, they, you take away the less they have to work with, the more you're forced to be creative. And I think the Beatles in that time period to Bill's point, I think they're untouchable in terms of their innovation and their willingness to, experiment and just um, develop a lot of groundbreaking type. Cause I feel like production in music. 
I feel like they're at the forefront of like, I mean, technically they were probably considered, you know, you know, random pop rock. I mean, they were, you know, popular culture. Early on they were, I mean, I think but, they were, I mean, they did just general because they were so popular, like as a band, even when they got into Sgt. Pepper's and mystery tour and, you know, let it be like, like those albums, even though those were pure rock albums, they were so popular. It helped shape the cultures. And then again, it's not only by them, but I think one of the things that I just really appreciate with them is, and this isn't bashing, other genres but like certain like they were the pioneers of like rock and roll in the sense that like metallica helped transform bands and so many other bands tried to like emulate them and their sound their style and they were like always changing how like this their 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 music so they couldn't be copied and um no it's just one of those that you know, I, 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 um, you know, I, I don't listen to them like nonstop. I mean, not, you know, I, you know, they're I, terrible. That's why. Oh, no. I mean, I mean, listen, you're at a bar, there's a jukebox, no one, or you're at a diner. No one's put, no one's putting the Beatles on. I mean, I, I would That's agree in the sense that, I mean, yeah. some, some songs, I mean, you, you could, no, uh, no, you're not putting a, a single Beatles song on, on a jukebox. Oh, I think people would put on Here Comes the Sun. I think people would put on um, Year Blues. I think, you know, they're, they're, they're songs. I mean, but again, you know, people are going to gravitate towards Zeppelin and Pink Floyd, and which I totally respect. I mean, the, you know, they, you know, that's, you know, that's, that 70s rock is, is just a little edgier. And so I, I agree. I mean, they're, you know, maybe not, the first choice for, you know, for, you know, for being at a bar on a Friday night. I, I, I wouldn't disagree with that completely. I don't think that's a false statement. Um, I think some songs, you know, they have, but they're more, they become more or less. Cause I have, um, I have let it be on vinyl. Thanks Chuck. Shout out to there you go. Valley Records. Sky Valley. Um, they're, they're like Sunday morning, have a cup of Joe, put on a Beatles record and, you know, enjoy the morning. Wasn't or, that WISP, <laughs> wasn't that WISP or WMMR Sunday mornings? It was Sunday morning with the Beatles. Yeah. And one of the DJs would do that. They would, you would wake. It was like, it was every Sunday morning for a couple hours and it was during, you know, you wake up and it was like part of your, like, you know, Sunday relaxing Sunday, you'd wake up, have a grab like you just said, grab a couple of Joe. Yeah, they're trying um, to get you know. people back to sleep. Oh my lord. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like you mentioned Zeppelin and and Floyd. You ask any one of those people, any any of the musicians in that band, what got you into music? I guarantee every one of them, maybe not every one of them, but most of them would say the Beatles. Just yeah. like, you know, love them or hate them. It, it's just it's that natural progression. It's like it's like they heard the Beatles. It they heard something in that that inspired them, and then they went out and made their own their own version of of music based on what inspired them. Uh, it's just like it's just like you know you ask Pantera, Metallica. It's like I guarantee you, you know, you love them or hate them, but Kiss comes up all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and or like uh you know iron maiden judas priest black sabbath yeah rush so it's like you might not i mean some of those bands aged better than others but for the bands that inspired you it's like you ask them what inspired them it's it's just a natural progression that's all and some of them are timeless you know i mean i mean i guess i I get. I mean, I, to me, I think the Beatles are timeless because I feel like they're a true rock and roll band, and and nothing will ever kill rock and roll. Like, yes, it's, it'll it'll go dormant, which I th- I think that rock and roll right now is in a pretty dormant state. Um, but you're never gonna you're never really gonna kill it. You know, it's it's always gonna come back around again and kind of reinvent itself or revisit different different styles. Um, in 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 other ways you see it all the time in any in any in any genre of music but um yeah but i mean hey let's get back to the agenda what we're going to try to cover here is uh you know maybe after music fit we we get into a little eagles roster news there's there's some activity there um i it's a an American football team by the name of the Eagles. I, oh, I, I heard the they turnover machines. Oh yeah. I remember them. Phil- yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're, um, yeah. The, the Philadelphia Phillies fans who play football. Yeah. Maybe, that, maybe that, that's that why they're team. changing the jerseys. They got to change the colors up. So we know which team to throw to. Well, hey, it could be, I think you just unlocked, uh, coach Nick's, uh, you know, grand, uh, grand scheme, throw it to the guys in the green jerseys. Idiots. <laughs> and then finally, if we have time, which I hope we do, uh, it, we're going to get into a little bit of, uh, 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 hey, I don't want to say hate, hate's a strong word, but it's, uh, um, just a, a, a unique topic. Uh, Jesse, wh- what do you call this topic? I hate that motherfucker. And, 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 and for our, for our listeners, what explain the details of this topic. Uh, it's, it, it's, uh, it could be a fan base. It could be a coach a player. It could, you know, somebody that through your fandom, you have just absolutely loathed and you just fucking despise. Like if you're, you know, at a sporting event and you were to, you know, throw a milkshake at somebody and, and, sh- and strike them with a milkshake while they're walking down the thing at a, at a wrestling event that would fall into the, into the loathe category, you know, Matt? Yeah. I, 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 I somehow in a weird way, get what you're saying. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So I guess let's, let's start with our fightings. Uh, I mean, listen, we're not going to win them all. We knew we weren't going to put up 10 runs every game. Uh, we go to Arizona. We let one, we will, we let one go. Uh, yeah. I think I texted out earlier the way that that game was going. I was like, man, two runs is going to win this game. And unfortunately I was, I was right, but it was on the wrong side of the two runs. So Arizona squeaked one out. Eh, let them have it. Right. I mean, they, they've got one guy that's hitting right now. And unfortunately, he's the one that that did all the damage. So, you know, it's frustrating. But as he said before, you know, we started recording, these types of guys have always driven these Phillies hitters nuts. Like dudes that have 
higher ERAs, but they've never seen before. And they just time and time and time again, they just make these dudes look like Cy Young. And, um, well, he pitched a hell of a game and nine, he nine strikeouts. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, tip that to him, like, right. He absolutely, he absolutely with, you know, basically did his job and then some with their season in the balance. Yep. He kept him in the game. Um, so, you know, you've, you've got two more in, in, in Arizona. And then if you can't get the job done yet, you come back to Philly. But like at this point, the way these two teams play and the, the way our pitching match matches matchups are going to go the rest of the series, there's just no way that Arizona is going to win for, for the next four or, you know, for the next five, it's just not happening. It just won't happen. Like, it's just prolonging the inevitable, hopefully. Yeah, like the the Phillies rotation is just too deep. The no matter what way you look at it, we match up better with pitching. We match up better hitting. Um, so you know, like you said, they got a game, and I never thought that this was going to be a you know a four game series. So um, Arizona is going to make it make it interesting. But again, they've got one guy that's hitting on their on the, in their lineup. And tomorrow we have a, we have the absolute advantage pitching with starting pitching. So we'll see, you know, if we can get to them early, um, you know, it's game one. So we'll see. So real quick, uh, just want to throw out a question to the group here on the flip side of the, the conference series, the, the, the ALCS, what are your early thoughts between these two teams? What do you think? I mean, if, if what you're saying, Jesse, it comes to fruition and the Phillies take care of business and we do, and they do move on to the world series. Who, who are we seeing? Who are we facing? Is it Texas? Is it, is it Texas or is it? I think it's Texas. I want no part of, of Houston. Just after last year, we just do not match up again. Well, against them, we don't match up well against their bullpen. Um, I'll take the devil. We don't know in, in, in the Rangers over, um, over Houston. So it's, and I mean, that looked like it was going to be a short series until, yeah. uh, Houston's bats woke up a little bit in that last game. So, well, right now it's all tied up three, uh, three. Is it? Yep. Now, I mean that, I, I guess not that, you know, I understand it's just hypothetical, I think for me personally, I don't care because I think both teams pose a challenge. Texas is kind of similar to the Phillies. They got bats. I could put up eight runs in a game, no problem. They could put up one the next game. Um, They're pitching. They have decent starting pitching. Their bullpen was like our bullpen last year. Direct all season, but getting hot in the playoffs. You know, Houston is, is Houston. I mean, they're just one of those teams that's just a good so I guess my goal is not that I'm that they'll think about. I know it's a hypothetical thing. I just want to beat the Diamondbacks and get to the dance. Yeah. Like whoever's there, whoever's there. I mean, if Texas Texas wins, they have home field. If Houston wins, we have home field. But we had home field last year against Houston. It didn't matter. So it's no, no, we did not. I'm sorry, no, we did not. They had home field. That's not sure. Mm-hmm. But. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's just, I just want to, I, I really, 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 really just want to win game four because, you know, 2-2 is a whole lot different than 3-1. I'm with Jesse. 
3-0 would be nice, but it's tough beating any professional baseball team three times in a row in the playoffs. It's just, I mean, Texas couldn't do it, and they're, they're just as hot as any team in the playoffs. So I think it's come out. The bats were cold tonight. I will say why I feel not too upset is we didn't beat ourselves tonight. We just didn't have it. We I, didn't have it. We I mean, you could tell. Look flat. I mean, we yeah. had a fly out, had an emotional last two games. You know, you know, one off day to kind of calm down. I think, you know, this this loss will kind of trigger, get them refocused. Like, okay, we got to beat these guys because, and then we can close out hopefully with Wheeler in Game Five on Saturday. And, um, but yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's uh, just all eyes on. You know, my goal truthfully was just to win the one of the next two games between Game Three and Four. We didn't win Game Three, so let's go win Game Four. Like. Three one all. I wanted. To, I just wanted to be three one, and let Zach Wheeler finish this in, in in Arizona. So we still can do that. And like, what's everyone's overall feel for this team as a whole? Like this year, as opposed to last year. Like last year, they it it was like, it was like, we were playing totally with house money. We were, we weren't picked to go anywhere. Well, Bryce was hurt. Bryce was dealing with injuries. Reese was carrying us. Jake. Nick was playing okay, but he's not the same Nick as this year. Bryson Stott was a first-time, full-time player. Boom was kind of in a platoon. Rose is a whole different team. And, you know, Kyle yeah. still playing the outfield, and it was a huge detriment to the defense. And yeah, but even, like, the chemistry of the team, it's like, like last year you could see it kind of, like, materializing, but now, like, this postseason run, it gives me, like, strong 2008 vibes. You know, like these guys are like, this team is so likable on all sides, you know, like they failed last year. They were up two one in the world series and then lost three in a row. Got fucking no hit in game four and then lost three in a row. Like, you know, they came back with a bad taste in their mouth and they got enough veteran leadership to where it's, you know, it's, you know, you guys have the one game at at a time mentality and, you know, you can just but you can just tell tonight they didn't have it. They have yeah. for and Chris. Too yep. many three and one lazy swings, like you know, they you know, it, it just it was one of like I said, I was just wanted to win one of the next two games, so we didn't win tonight, so let's just go win tomorrow night and and, and then all the pressures on Arizona in, in a game five against Zach Wheeler and they got Galen going out there, a guy we fucking rocked in game one. So, you know, I think it's just rest up tonight. Don't go out to the tit. Don't go out to the bars. Eat get your Wheaties. Yeah. Get, get rest. Get some Ref- Refocus, recharge. Play some video games, go to bed, and, uh, you know, get to the ballpark. And that's the other thing, too. It's the time switch. It was a day game today. We've been playing night games all Yeah, day. it's weird. I don't like these it, earlier it, times, man. We're really stacked against the Phillies in this game. And it wasn't like we lost eight to one and oh God, the bet, like you said, the bats are waking up for Arizona. And the, I mean, we were, you know, the entire game, you know, we were one swing away from, you know, and, you know, being up three Oh, so it's just, that swing didn't come tonight, unfortunately, but you know, doing Kyle, Trey, Bryce, Bohm's really not got to me a little worried at the plate Stotts showing his age again a little bit, but JT and Nick and Brandon Marsh have been playing solid. So we'll see if Marsh gets to start, if it's a lefty starting for them, if Pache gets to start and left. So, I mean, if Schwarber can keep coming alive, like he's 
been the last couple games. I mean, it's a scary thing. No, he's a professional yeah. hitter. I mean, and he and he drew he drew a walk tonight. He got squeezed on a couple. You know, the strike zone was a little inconsistent. I'm not complaining because we got a couple cards calls go our way. A couple, not many. Yeah, I mean, but, it seemed like Blue was calling a consistent like even that like they like the, those high fastballs or those high the the ones high up in the zone. I mean, they were strikes, but it, but they said you know Kimball wasn't getting any calls in the ninth to the first. He wasn't. He he wasn't. And and again, it's you know a couple calls. I heard the boom, a bat, there was a missed strike against boom that would have ended it. And but consistently, there was a few pitches that, like you know, and again, it was consistently you know. weird on both sides. So like you can't and, really complain about it. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, is you don't win a lot of baseball games when you have nine strikeouts like the Phillies did. And so they didn't put the yep. ball play enough. Just that simple. Exactly. Uh, you know, you don't win a lot of football games when you when you turn the ball over a lot either. Like, no, like no. a, like a football team that I used to used to know, but yeah, no, I think it's, you know, I was ready to never watch baseball again after the loss and just, <laughs> just give up on it. But Hey, good old forfeit therapy sesh, bring you right back into your good graces. That is, okay. I think it's just gotta, this is, this is a, a veteran team that's dialed in. This isn't like a bunch like I think the Diamondbacks are still a little rattled. Even in their post game, like I watch them against the Brewers and Dodgers, and they were like going crazy after wins. And they got excited tonight, but I think they know that well, it was a walk off. So it was, and, and as they earned it, they win a game in playoffs is huge. You know, two one, it's a series again. But it's like I think they know that we've dominated two out of the three games, and today was a coin flip game. So they shouldn't be too excited that, you know, like, okay. We, like I said, we didn't lose nine to one today. Like, Oh man, they beat our, it's like, nah, you guys took bombing a ninth to get us. And it's, it's just cause our closer sucks. And so it's, but yeah, no, I, 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 I have a feeling tomorrow back to the ball's going to be leaving the ballpark a little bit for the, for, for the boys in red. John, any comment? No. Well, on to the, on, let's go back to some music. Let's go back to music fit real quick. All right. Let's, let's, let's keep it light here. Uh, Jesse, do the honors. What? what, what genre of music are we going starting with? Well, I think pick we our should, big four. What are we doing? We should probably do one in each of our wheelhouses because what I would pick is not what John would pick is not what you would pick. You know, it's like, I love John's thrash metal, uh, pick picks. I love them. What were they again, John? Don't break my balls, Matt. No, no, what were they? <laughs> I loved it. Metallica, uh-huh. incendiary, cannibal yeah. corpse, Aerosmith. And Aerosmith. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Pantera. There you go. All yeah, right. An encore of White Snake. <clears throat> I would if I were if I if I were John, I would sub out Aerosmith for Pantera. No disrespect to Aerosmith, they're just not a to me a metal band. So we get to the seventies rock genre. Aerosmiths could be up there. But hey. Calls it like he sees it, you know? So Jesse, back to back to what you were saying. You want so do you want to I mean, are you gonna 
pick like your top four psychedelic bands? No, like your- I, so, so like if I was gonna do like so like punk rock, if I were gonna yeah. do the top like four super influential punk rock bands, I have you know give I, them, I, let me hear them. All right, we got Husker Du. Okay. We got the Misfits. Okay. Good one. We got uh, No Effects. Yeah. And then No Use for a Name. Wow. Uh, you didn't go face to face. I see. I so here's the thing. I love face to face. They're my favorite punk rock band. But like some of the stuff they do with the bass melodies and everything, other bands have said like has influenced them. But like what No Use did with their lyrics and everything were so deep and so meaningful. Um, and they really influenced a ton of bands. And then same with no effects, like that, that sound, that they, def- punk rock they sound, defined a, they defined a sound within punk rock and like their success allowed them to launch a record label that has now birthed, Tons and tons and tons and tons of bands. Which No Use was on, right, for a few records? No Use was on it. No Effects. I mean, Face to Face was on it. No Use was on it. If there's a good punk rock band, they're they're on Fat Rack. Yeah. Or they were at one time. Or they, yeah, where they were at one time. Like, Propagandy's an amazing band. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, like, if it's four, it's those. For me, it's those. You know, Husker Du is, they're not super punk, but... They influenced a shitload of bands. The Misfits influenced everybody. Oh yeah, Misfits. That's another one that comes up a lot, even for uh, like metal bands. Like the Misfits were huge, huge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, punk rock is tough for me, man, because I listen to a lot of punk rock bands, but it's not really my top genre. But uh, I would have to say that Bad Religion's up there somewhere too. When that's you a strong one. talk about punk rock, I mean, they're that's definitely up there. Misfits, yeah. Um, I mean, you can even go like like the early hardcore bands too. You could go. I mean, a lot of that is just really fast punk rock. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, early. You punk know, rock. like Bad Brains. A lot of people consider a lot of that to be punk rock, but yeah. Um. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Black Flag, another one. Uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I guess, uh, I mean, for for me, I guess I will go with the, I'll stick in the metal realm. Uh, you know, the, the, the traditional big four, as I mentioned earlier, you know, is, is made up of uh, Metallica, Slayer, Anthrax and um, and Megadeth. Those are the big that that's the, they were coined the big four. They went on the big four tour, massive tour, very successful. Um, two of those bands are in my big, my personal big four Metallica and Slayer, but I would have to sub out Anthrax and Megadeth for as legendary as those bands are. I would sub out and replace them with Pantera and Sepultura. Um, Cause me personally just, influentially they those bands were much more inspiring to me um although i love i love anthrax and not a huge megadeth fan but i do respect uh what they do they're they're really talented i just don't think they have as many 
like legendary riffs as as much as even Sepultura like now. Um, and Pantera, obviously. I mean, totally disagree. Totally disagree. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know. I knew, I knew that was going to get John's. I knew that was going to get John all hot and bothered. It was Megadeth, right? I booed Megadeth out. John's that's like it. up there. That's like, it. Mother. I'm going to flip a chair. It's Team Mustang. Fucker. Uh, yeah. It's amazing. He's a Mustang guy. I know. I can spot him from a mile away. These guys. But Gingers yeah, have to stick together. That's it. Yep. That's it. So, John, what genre are you picking? And what do you got as your big four within that genre? Oh, man. I have terrible music taste, as everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah, but you're a big hip-hop guy. <laughs> you're a big hip-hop that's, guy. That's, I love being personally attacked. That's fine. That's John, okay. that's okay. You, you love incendiary. That's you that's lo- one over here. But John, you love incendiary, so your taste in music is not that bad. Listen, John, I, I, I listen to everything. So John like, could do a split. He could do <clears throat> my top four of, of everything. Here's the thing. We All of us here... We all listen to everything, but there's certain genres that Bill we does just not listen to country music. Oh, yeah. big country guy. Oh, Bill, shit. Bill. Bill all right. Charlie Crockett. Oh, yeah. All right, Bill. Right now. Shot out of a cannon. Your top four. Your big four in country. Go. Oh. Well, it's more like it's actually it's, a, it's becoming a new genre. Kidding aside, like uh, outlaw rock, the country. It's like. Like Tyler Childress, um, uh, who's the guy? Like Neil Ryan, I think is his name. I've been listening because there's a great channel on Sirius. See, two guys I've never even I've never heard of before. See, Bill knows. John with John like making faces. I guarantee if he didn't He's like just making up names, like this is neighbor's names. <laughs> now Charlie Crockett. Um, These are disc golf players <laughs> that's on his YouTube channel right now. He's just no, what rattling about, off names. What about Hank Three? Oh, like Williams? Is that? Yeah, Hank three, Hank the third. Oh, I, oh, I didn't. I, I guess I haven't because I, I, I'm not gonna be too gazy with it and be like I, I, I'm like deep into it. But I, it's like on my preset now, and it's like just like it's it's called like Outlaw Country's a channel. Johnny Knoxville has like a show. He's big into music. He lives down there now. Um, but there's like oh Steve Earle, huge into Steve Earle. Steve Earle's big time. Went to went to high school with the name or elementary school name with a kid named Steve Earl. Shout out to Steve Earl if he's listening. Bill, yeah, Steve, yeah, like, that is a great name, by the way, Steve Hank, Earl. Hank Steve is, Earl, listen, we we should make it. Listen, now, he's a cool dude. I think he's from Texas. I don't think he would care, but I feel all right is like one of his like big gifts in the seventies. Listen to Steve Earl. I feel all right, and I guarantee you'll be like, this isn't bad. Guarantee it. Just give me some Oliver Anthony all day. Done. Excuse me, that guy. Okay, we've got a. I've just looked up an Outlaw Music Festival 2003, featuring the Wolf Pack, the Avett Brothers, John Fogarty, Nathaniel Ratcliffe, and the Night Sweats. No, they're really good. I, I yeah, Nath- that name. Yeah, they're, they're the one. Um, uh, son of a bitch, give me a beer. Nah, 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 that that song. But yeah, no, that they're, they're like in that in that category of like wh- wh- whiskey. Country. Whiskey Myers. Uh, oh, and then I love this kid, Marcus King. He's a young, like he's on there too. Like blues guy. They play, they play his stuff a lot. Love Marcus King. He's yeah. Awesome. Marcus Marcus King. Uh, he took a 
he took a turn. What do you mean? So Marcus King was in like. In well, he was like, in a kick-ass band. Like he had a back a backing band. So he was like, um, in uh, he was touring with like jam bands and everything. Yes. And then, and he, then he started his, collaborating with a lot of them. Well, and then he um, he met his girl, gr- girlfriend and now uh, wife, and um, they went down the um, the MAGA QAnon rabbit hole real deep. And a lot of those people were like, hey, man, um, if you could do us a favor and never come around and lose our numbers, that would be great. Really? Yeah. I love how Jesse now is trying to alienate some of our, our listeners. That's great. Thanks, Jesse. No, like he was saying like super racist, like hmm. really that's unfortunate because the kid can like shred. Oh, he, can he can play, but yeah, he um he him and his wife said some really weird. No, I know his one on this too. Now I, I think he's more listened to him. He's in that outlaw country is like Chris Stapleton too. Yeah, yeah. He's a government uh, government mule. I see is like kind of labeled. This guy's like, just fucking googling. Go, no, Chris Stapleton. No, he's I, a, I am. I, I know I am right now. But <laughs> hands are right here. Um, uh, no, uh, government mule. That's Warren Hayes. He plays with the Allman Brothers band a lot. Well, he he said, isn't Chris Stapleton the guy that did the uh, national anthem last year? Yes, yes he fantastic. Did. Fan, yeah, uh, arguably, it's up there. Might be. Might be. Just a tad bit better than the Whitney Houston version. It's it's, it's right up there, there with that, Whitney. It's, it's up there. Like we had that song with that whiskey uh, whiskey ginger and that whiskey ginger. Tennessee, <laughs> Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee whiskey. Yeah. yeah, no, like he's on there a lot, and now he's but but no, like he's in that realm, and that's becoming a new one of my new like I I listened to, I listened to that all day today driving. I was up in North Jersey, and I listened to that both ways. I had so, that on. So back to Marcus King real quick, and then we can drop him. The song "Booty Stank" that he has, it's it is, it's it's fucking awesome. It's called "Booty Stank," and it is, it's it's awesome. I have to listen to that one. It doesn't sound like what the name. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it reminded me when I saw it at first. I was like, oh, it reminds me of booty sweat. And then I listened to it, and I was like, wow, this is this is does not sound like what the name alludes it to it's 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 a killer song um anyway uh all, all i was all i was trying to get to is that like yeah i listen to some hip-hop yeah i don't think that that's a good music i do dabble in a little bit of country here and there matt knows i'm a big wagon wheel guy um, oh yeah um, oh yeah i i do i do dabble the pipes on that one i dabble the in the 70s soul i get down i boogie down a little bit with the 70s soul mm-hmm. um I've been to a metal show once or twice. Couple. Um, you dabble. I, I, I've seen I've seen Adele live. I've seen uh, um, Lionel Richie. Um, Lionel. I've seen Cheryl Crow. I've seen Lionel. I've seen the I've seen I've saw I saw the the, the probably the top five hip hop artists maybe of all time. No, maybe not of all time. But well, there you for, go. If you had to pick the big four out of the top five that you're talking about, who would it be? Uh, Jay Z, yeah, Eminem, uh huh, Drake, Kanye. Wow, wow! Out of all hip hop, 
I mean, in my in my in, job, in your like, in your in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I didn't I didn't grow up like listening to NWA or or, okay. or you know, but I have a you know, I have listened to them. They're not like on a repeat, but I think that it, like growing up in like high school, like Eminem was big. Yeah, I liked Eminem. I think Kanye is uh, regardless of his uh, issues and concerns. Um, he's a he's a genius. Um, Jay Z, obviously, we know Jay Z is. I mean, he's a he's a he's a Mount Rushmore, and I just think long term Drake will be probably at the top of that mountain with with, the, with those guys. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, the I think it's college dropout, Kanye West college dropout. That one, that that record's awesome. It, that one came, that was early two thousands, right? Two thousand, yeah, two thousand four. That record is awesome. Eight oh eight and heartbreak is a great one. I don't yeah, think there's I mean, any Drake song that I like. He and maybe he might go no. on my I hate he's probably gonna be on my hate list. Oh no, on the hate list. <laughs> That's not true, Bill. That's not true. There's he's such and maybe just because I don't like him as a person. He is so unlikable to me. I, I agree with everything said about Eminem and Jay Z and Kanye. I don't like Kanye, but music aside, like he's an extremely talented rapper. I can, you know, I can speak to that. Drake is, I, I, I don't dig anything about him. Maybe because I just see him as the, the Mickey Mouseketeer kid he was, and <laughs> I, I just don't see him as Degra- Degrassi or whatever the show was he was on. Mm-hmm. And stuff, and maybe I don't give him a fair chance. But whenever I see him, I just feel like he's just like Britney Spears, and he's just all auto tuned. And I, I mean, clearly you don't get that big if you know if you're not talented. So I'm not trying to you know hate on like he's not good. But I just whenever I'm randomly listening to hip hop and a Drake song comes on, I just go next. <laughs> I just next it. Sure. And sure. it's just like the Beatles for me. No, I mean, it is. And it, and it, it, believe me, it's only partly in retaliation to your Beatles statement. That I'm <laughs> on this. Partly. Um, the only thing, the best thing about Drake is his low top Tims. And, uh, but no, he's somebody truly, I'm just like trying to think of like what songs or records. I mean, I know a couple songs that started from the bot, like his early stuff that got him popular. And it's mm-hmm. popular, clearly. I mean, Jesus Christ, he has. He can't go to a concert without having 500 broth thrown at him. So it's just like, you know, he, you know, he's doing something right. If so, I was ever stuck in an elevator with Drake, I could probably carry a good conversation with him just in with his knowledge and passion for basketball. You know, I think that's where him and I would connect. But I think I'm with Bill, like that whole genre of hip hop that I don't know if you want to call Drake, the, you know, if he falls in that trap style, it's just, it really doesn't resonate with me. Uh, it just, I, I, there's I'm, no flow to, 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 he talks to a beat. There's no flow. Yeah. I stop talking. Oh, uh, here we go. There we go. Blow the bell. He yes. flows to a beat. He, he talks to a beat. It's like, it's like, it's like we're sitting in a room with Quincy Jones. I love it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, 
I, for one, I listen to some pretty disgusting stuff when it comes to vocals. I mean, the, 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 you know, especially some of the death metal bands I listen to, you're not understanding a goddamn word they say. So I can't really knock the guy for, you know, if he's talking over a beat or whatever, but it's just the overall, like that overall style of hip hop just doesn't really, it just, it's just, um, it doesn't do it for me. I get, I think, uh, I think what you're talking about, Matt, is the current state of hip hop, which is your little baby, the baby. Yeah. Uh, so something. Well, even just the sound that this is the sound of it. Like you, you put on a nineties hip hop band. There's a sound they've sampled. There's a, there was a, there was a style to it. You listen to any band, a nineties hip hop artist that came out from the 90s. It, it was like, you could tell it has that sound. They sampled us. They used certain types of sample sounds and everything that define that same with the eighties, like the mid eighties, late eighties, the run DMC beats, the early beastie boys stuff. You know, it sounds a little, um, primitive, you know, because they were just at the mercy of where technology was, but it just, you know, over time it like kind of carved out that sound. Whereas like now it's like that trap sound. There's certain beats, there's certain, styles of 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 rhythm of rhythms that they use that just it just doesn't it doesn't do any it doesn't hit me the way that you know uh, i'd say like the roots or or outcast or or like de la uh, soul yeah or tribe called quest de la soul uh arrested Wu-Tang. development wu-tang clan like those th- those guys you know bust the rhymes even and uh it just doesn't really doesn't really it just doesn't really hit any it, for me i, I just you didn't say jaw rule no nah, like even like <laughs> see that that that, that, yeah, that was like 1999 2000s hip-hop which again that, I think is actually not bad if and if i had to pick between that genre the early 2000s the jaw rule or if i had to pick between jaw rule and drake i'm picking jaw rule just well, because yeah. just because i feel like Guess Drake stop falls in that. Well, Drake falls in that. I mean, they're both not my favorite. Like I, I, I both like if I had to, I mean, I don't know. I mean, but if I had to pick one, I feel like Ja Rule still le- leaned on that, that style that was like, that came from the nineties era, you know? Uh, but, uh, but Eminem is great. Love Eminem. Yeah, and I mean, like he had, he was influential. Does he have as many great hits as some of the other people that we named? Absolutely not. But just thought as like influential hip hop icons, he's got to be, he's got to be up there. And I think in my genre, like in my, in my day, talking like a older person, um, he was just one of the guys that was pretty, pretty big back then. And I, I enjoyed. Not to mention his last name is the same as mine. So, you know, second cousin. Shout out. There you go. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I mean, you got to throw the all the all the gangster guys in there too. Like, then that that was another subgenre within yeah the genre. You know, you had Dr. Dre, you had Snoop Dogg, you had oh Biggie. I mean, God, like it took us. <laughs> I can't believe it took us that long to bring him up. But uh, um, Tupac, even you know, there was that run of 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 hip hop. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I mean, definitely. Who I never got into either was Nas. Nas, 
Now Nas, the, the his one record, um, Illmatic is, I mean, it's Bucks. it's on it's it's pretty flawless. Um, I, I his 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 entire catalog, Bill, like yeah, but Illmatic for me, it, yeah, I can put that on front to back and not touch, not touch it. Um, cool. Well, I'm glad we all agree. So, well, yeah, I mean, hey, uh. <laughs> I mean, we got Outlaw Wild Bill down there now. I mean, Wild Bill, man, the name Wild Bill just really just, it just continues to deliver for you. We've got Outlaw Wild Bill, and I'll tell you what, that Outlaw Fest, I would go to that. Absolutely. That, that was pretty stacked. Now that there's, uh, um, yeah, I don't know how free, I mean, I'm sure, they, I'm sure they have kind of stuff like that all, you know, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty frequently down south, and you know that that area where it's pretty popular, and like in Tennessee and Texas, Kentucky, this basically the south where it's just that's kind of you're basically in the outlaw country, or you're I guess maybe I don't know, but they're probably the hip hop scene a little bit. And so stuff. like Skinnerd would be like an early outlaw, like yeah, kind like of band, right? Like them, maybe bad company, and like. It, maybe that, maybe like Marshall Tucker band, maybe a little okay. like that. They, they'd be on the fringe of it, but yeah, basically it's just guitar rock. You know, you throw in a fiddle, a dobro, maybe in there a little bit, <laughs> you know, you know, you, you banjo know. and a, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, basically that kind of, you know, some harmonica is pretty, you know, pretty prevalent in that music too. And yeah, no, it's just kind of, you know, that's definitely fun. Just, you know, kind of camping, all you need is an acoustic guitar and, you know, kind of just letting it go a little. And, but yeah, that's kind of been my, my, my genre of choice lately. I've been, I've been listening to a lot of that kind of, uh, um, and peppering in some new cannibal chords. No, part of it is just the message. It's, a lot of it just singing about just like, you know, you know, just everyday stuff, going to work, drinking some beers, <laughs> you know, you know, going to see a show, hanging with your buds, you know, Chasing some tail, it's like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what. That's why that Oliver Anthony guy's music is so good because he could. Not only is he got a, fan, a fantastic voice, but he talks about the shit that's going on in the real world. I'll have to check him out. I'm not. I mean, I might maybe I've heard him. I don't know the name offhand. Yeah, you've heard it. You've heard him. The guy in the woods with the banjo. You've heard him. I'm, I know. I said. So I said. Like I. I don't know all the artists yet. I listen to the channel and I. You know. I try to look at it when I see. It, John, is that the guy who like lost all his money and then he made that one? He wrote that song and put it up on YouTube and it like fucking. Oh, blew that up. guy. Like, oh, the orange hair dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, no, he actually canceled shows recently because. He went through Ticketmaster and they were gouging yes. and his yep and his fans couldn't afford to get tickets so he canceled shows. Mm-hmm. Test. Uh, yeah. Here here here's one for Music Fit when we bring it back and this would, might require some thought maybe not. We should do your top one hit wonders bands like bands that were like huge but for one song. Oh wait, what do you mean like like not a surf? Yeah 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 kind of yeah like that. Pretty much, yeah, because arguably not a surf. Well, I know is, John's positive. Not a surf K. has a lot of John's good stuff. probably positive K. I ain't trying to hear that. See, I got a man. <laughs> Remember positive K? Yeah, man. No, but the, you know, there is one sort of genre that we didn't really touch on. Don't like, say it. episode's over. 
No, like the um, what would you consider like the Matchbox Twenty, um, Bush like, alternative? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. alternative music. Alternative there, music. Soundgarden. I could, yeah. I could, I could rockish. I said I listen to everything. I See, that's be. that's that one gets tough for me because I there there's like five of them that I can I am like. You know, yeah. some good, you know some good albums that I've just listened to recently, like the whole album is Jim Blossoms. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. They got some good albums. Yeah. They're a solid band. Like I I listen to some of their albums like on um Pandora, just like then I play through. And it's like this this is some good shit. Like they're like they're like B sides and they're non like hey jealousy songs. Like it's you know You know who else had some good shit and they weren't all like radio hits, but if you listen to them like Jim like kind of like Jim Blossoms in that same era is a local H. If if you look up I've heard the of band, them, I'm trying to think of their, their, what they sound like off If hand. you look up the band local H and you, you 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 you'll play some of their songs, you'll be like, Oh, I know this song. I I just didn't know it was them. And then keep listening to their 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 stuff, like let it play on Spotify or whatever. You're gonna be, you'd be like, man, like these dudes, that that you know, there's just some bands in certain genres, like um, like there's this band Hum that I love, uh, and they were huge in like the mid to late '90s, but they didn't get. I think they had all the potential in the world to become like monstrous, but there was like bands like the Smashing Pumpkins that were just already like conquering that kind of like shoegazy sound at the time that like you know there was only room for one you know and it's just like there are bands that kind of took the back seat but if you go back and listen to it it's just like damn these guys are are great you know there's just a lot of great band the 90s man just for me i don't know if it's because i was an adolescent teen growing up. And then that was my most like influential time of my, like, you know, period of my life age wise. But like you go back and look at like what was going on music wise. Then it was pretty, it was pretty like, you know, groundbreaking. I would think maybe not groundbreaking, but very at like revolutionary, you know, I mean, I think it's there's a lot of similarities between like what was going on with like the 60s, but the bands in the 60s and the bands in the 90s. You know, it was there was just like a vibe and a and a and just a movement of sorts, like art wise, you know, that that went along with the music that just was like we just haven't had it since then. You know, music sucks now. That's the problem. Yeah, that's why we're like, you know, if you were going to say right now, what's a band right now that's not a band that you've heard in the past 30 years that still makes music that's still, I mean, we talked about this, I think down in your place, Matt, I was like, name a rock and roll band that like stayed the test of time other than like the Foo Fighters or Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm -hmm. It's like, there is none. Yeah. There's, it's pretty, it's the list is, there's no R and B anymore. There's Green Day. Maybe. I mean, you can think Green Day's still doing it, you know, it's, it's um, the same problem with hip hop. It's the same problem. Like I, I think now country music has kind of had a, had a kind of a good run and they're more way more popular than they were in the past. Um, but like pop's always going to be, there's always going to be pop bullshit. Um, but like heart, like uh, actual rock and roll, there's no new rock and roll bands out there. There's none. 
it's yeah. a shitty part of music. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of punk rock, like good, like new good punk rock bands, and there's not a lot of really good metal bands. Uh, I I would disagree with that. I I think there's a good amount of young metal bands coming out that, um, that are kind of metals kind of like reverting back to the, the, the thrash roots a little bit right now, which is kind of awesome. Like there's really young bands coming out that, that sound like Slayer in a different way, which I think is awesome. And where like, there's some death metal bands coming out that like are doing what cannibal corpse have already done, but putting a different spin on it, which is cool rather than trying to. And I mean, no disrespect uh, when I say this towards like electronic instruments and stuff, but like, I'm just trying to use it as an analogy, like trying to force a bunch of like electronic noise or something like that into a genre where it's just, it just doesn't, it's like trying to cram a square peg in a round hole just to try to be different. You know, it's like sometimes, sometimes all you need to do, man, is just write some really killer fucking riffs based on bands that influenced you from the past. Like the Beatles, like Floyd did with like, listen to the Beatles, you know? I mean, it's, it's sometimes it's that simple, you know? Uh, sometimes it less is more, but like, to your point, John, it's like, we're in a, we're in a really, we're in a really big, we're in a, we're in a rut right now. And you know, what's also really depressing about music is that unfortunately we had three years of people staying at home and they could be in studios and doing stuff. And you'd thought you'd think like coming out of that, there'd be musicians and artists that have been like, Oh, I basically did this entire album in COVID. And instead it was like, no, there's nothing. Well, the, the problem now is with, with the way music is consumed, with just streaming being what happens, there's, there's artists that, that I've seen play before, and they're just like, I'm done. I'm not touring anymore. I'm not doing anything anymore because I don't make any fucking money. Like, I don't make enough money. I can make more money being a photographer or, or doing anything because if, you, if you're listening to music on Spotify – the artists are getting nothing. If it's if it's not like an Adele or um, Taylor Swift level uh, performer, they're getting nothing for those for for those streams. And the problem is like if bands can't tour enough or sell enough merch, they're just they're just not making any money. And band and that's the problem that like. Bands can't make money. <laughs> and the fucked up thing now is like to make matters worse, like ve- like venue owners are catching on to it now to the point where there some venues are requesting like demanding like 30 percent sales from like bands merch sales that take place in their venue because they're just not they're not the people aren't coming out the way that they usually do. But they'll buy the merch, you know, they'll buy the shirts, they'll buy all that. And that's why it's like you go to a show and it's like $65 for a a basic two-color t-shirt. And it's just insane now because people aren't out, they're not buying the physical, you know. I mean, I think us on this podcast are probably the 
<laughs> the 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 minor the, the minority in that group you know where we we support and and cult still collect music um the majority you know it's all to Jesse's point a lot of it is streaming based and and one of the ways that the that the artists are trying to you know kind of stay ahead of the curve now is they're not writing they're not writing albums anymore they're writing sing, they're writing releases they're they're focusing on singles you know they're just they're just blasting out one off songs or EPs because people's attention spans with the streaming now and I'm I'm totally victim of it myself it's like I I I find myself with a very short attention span sometimes when I'm like trying to find new music it's like but when I do find that one band it's like I'll listen I do still enjoy listening to a a record from start to finish but I think it's just because we're a little older and that's the era of like music that we were brought up on and 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 that was that was kind of like our generation we were still you know we went to Sam Goody we bought a rec a record you know with our allowance and we listened to that record from front to back and you either and it was either amazing or I or it was a dud you know and it was a shitty record but you still listen to it because it was that's how you got new music you know um, well, I mean, look at look at a band like Nirvana. Like, do you think that Nirvana, in their heyday, g- gave a shit about how much money they were going to make? They didn't care. No, they, didn't they care. were just artists. And yeah. like, well, but like John, like they could still make money selling music to like get enough money to put in the van to get to the next show. It's gotten to the point where, like, our, I've like I said, I followed artists that are just like, I don't make enough money to even be able to get enough gas in the vehicle to get to the next gig to play. So it's like that's the problem. Like, if your music is being consumed and you're getting these reports from Spotify that you're getting, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of of streams, and your check from Spotify is like thirty five, forty cents, like that's not paying. That that's not paying your 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 rent for the month. That's not getting gas in the vehicle to to get you to the next show. Like that's the that's the problem in the nineties. If you wanted music, you had to buy a CD, you had to buy a cassette, you had to buy a record. Like you were downloaded on Napster. Like <laughs> and wake up and, the next morning. And now H- hence the uproar right, of Napster. I invented Napster. Yeah. <laughs> now it's um no, I, I, well, I think part of it too, and not to go off on a tangent, is I don't necessarily know, you know, I got to go out a little bit, being an old man, whatever, you know, prowling the bars and stuff and this and that, but like, I don't necessarily know how much these youngins do that, like, go to bars and like, you know, are there venues, you know, that, you know. Nobody knows what a jukebox is, Bill. Well, <laughs> it, it basically, oh, I mean, kidding aside, like. You know, like, you know, when I was, you know, when we were, you know, in that party age and, you know, I was in, you know, Billtown and stuff like we would play like, you know, campgrounds and like, like, you know, parties and like, just like set up. And like, I don't know if people do that now anymore. I mean, maybe they do. We're just older. We don't, we're not in that party world. But like, that was another thing too, to where it's just like, it was not on TikTok and like that kind of world for these people. And, you know, you know, I think it's just, how young people consume music is so different mm-hmm. and that's usually how genres grow from the youth 
from the high schoolers and college kids and stuff. Look at Taylor and, Swift. I mean, I remember talking about that recently because my 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 oldest niece is is into her and Olivia Rodriguez or something and stuff. They're gonna they're gonna go see her over Christmas and stuff. But like they got tickets for her at the link a few months ago and it was like five hundred thousand dollars a ticket and mm-hmm. like it's become like a status thing. Like oh, we, like can you even get tickets? It's like so bougie. And I remember before COVID, she, I never forget it. It was before COVID when like things were still normal. She was canceling show after show at arenas because she wasn't even 50% sold out. Like she couldn't even sell out arenas. And then all of a sudden these the, the, the new crop of teenage girls fall in love with her music. And now she's, you know, Beatlesque. Four billion dollars after this tour. Yeah, and I mean it's one. I mean it's you know, and so it's like, and I think that's to Jesse's point. Like, I'm not not, about not making money touring. It's so feast or famine, and that's kind of like become our culture and society, like with the wealth gap and just everything. Like, I heard Elton John just finished his last tour ever. Over it was over four or five years, he made nine hundred and fourteen million dollars. Over a four or five year period, now I understand Elton John is iconic and it's mm-hmm. you know whatever, but that's where I feel like we're at. Like you either go see Elton John, Bruce Springsteen, the Foo Fighters, Metallica, or it's like like Jesse's saying bands that are trying to put gas in that you know. And, and again, I know there's a middle ground in there, but like you know, you know, you know how many fe- like. You know, we had Horde Fest when we were younger, like stuff like that that was popular. Like, I mean, other than like Bonnaroo and Burning Man, like, are there like, I don't know. I just like, I think it all leads back to how young people in digest or well, like, intake music. And it's just so different now to where like, and, and I'm not blaming them. I mean, if we had iPads and TikTok and social media, maybe we would be more like that. But we didn't have that, so our goal was just to get out of the house as fast as possible. Like, just I'm getting out of here, yeah. going to drink some beers, go have some good times, and like, I'll you know. Here's you know. the thing, Bill. In 20, 25 years, you're not going to be able to name one Taylor Smith Swift song, but in 25 years from now, you'll be able to still name a Madonna song. No, I mean that's the difference. And Bon Jovi, you know, you know, Wanted Dead or Alive, and you know, Foo Fighter, like. You know, and that's what it is. She's uh, to me, she's just like a fad, yeah. and fads can just skyrocket you into you know into that Selena Gomez and all that kind of like like Justin Bieber. Even I feel yep. like he's an afterthought. You know yep. what I mean? Like that kind of like pop to where it's like at least pop culture music in the '60s, '70s, and probably into the '80s with like Madonna, Jovi, those guys was good. Like it had substance. Like they were talented musicians. Now it's just all auto tune, and I and I'm not saying this to be mean because I kind of I like his style a bit, like Post Malone even. I think he's kind of dig, dig him a little bit. Like he's a, he writes some decent songs, but he's that auto tune guy, just like you know being whatever. Where like like you said, in 25 years, are these high school kids going to pay 500 dollars to see it? Maybe they will for their memories. Who knows? But like I don't know. Like the staying power. You're right. It's these people rise to the top so fast but then they crash down because it's like you guys aren't really talented you're just like popular and it becomes kind of keep keeping up with the joneses like oh well, i like taylor swift too it's like well what's your favorite song um i kind of like what she stands for it's like right 
Okay. Well, let me ask you this for, for two guys really here that are really like in bands, musicians, what do you think is the problem with like, why do you think there's such a void right now in music? I mean, coming from two people that have played in bands are talented musicians. I, I mean, I haven't really heard bill, but I, I assume he's pretty talented. Like what, what's the problem? Is it just, is it what Jesse's saying? It's like, these these kids grow up and they're like, well, I can't make a buck, so I'm going to do something else. Or is it just like the lack of love for music anymore? What is it? What do you think? I th- I think it's because <clears throat> I listened to an interview recently um, with some guys within like the uh, the you know the upper echelon of like hard rock and metal, and they um they were asked the same thing and they basically chalked it up to like, you know, because of like the, the instant access to everything now, um, every it's kind of made people lazy. Um, and it's, it, 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 it even goes back to like, it's bleeding into like artists with like songwriting and the way that music is even produced. Now there's so many things with, like with the, with this like explosion of AI even, it's like it's 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 making people lazy it's ma- making them it's not it's not challenging people that much anymore um to be creative because they don't really have to i guess try as hard i mean i i, I mean i guess you're still going to have to have some level of talent to identify what what sounds good what's a good hook what's a good riff this and that but like that's what produ- that's what producers do. Like, mm-hmm. like you look at like bands in like the seventies. Say that like that guitar, that power guitar era. Like bands like Rush, ZZ Top, um, Led Zeppelin, uh, The Who, <clears throat> um, all those bands. Foreigner, Bad Company. Like those guys like were doing stuff in an era and pulling and writing stuff in studio and producing songs where they had to be so good at their instrument to do what they're doing and, 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 and not only record it, but then go tour for a year all across like North America, Europe and pull it off night after night. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have backing tracks. They didn't have all these bells and whistles that like kind of enhance like bands performance and I'm not knocking backing tracks. Like there are bands that use it like to their advantage and they're smart about it and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not like shitting on anybody, but I'm just saying like, there's like back then you had to be, you were, a you were a master at your, at your, at your instrument. Whereas like now it's, it's, it's not, it's not like that anymore. You're singing over a track on Saturday Night Live. Type of yeah, thing. yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and then, and then there's even bands going out on tour playing live that are doing that. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're not only using vocal tracks, but they're using like instrumental tracks, like bled into their mix to kind of like smooth imperfections over and stuff. And like I said, like you want to do that fine. There's bands that do it and I get it. Like, I mean, I've been to, I think we've all been into enough shows and seen bands where like you catch a band on a bad night and it just happens, you know, like it's just like, they're not always going to, they're human, you know, they're going to, they're going to fuck up. Mm -hmm. But like 
there's something to be said about like, like being truly like mastering the art of your instrument and truly being an artist, you know, and, and being passionate about it. And I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like what, what, what you're saying is like a lot of musicians today, like music to them is just a gateway to being a movie star or being something else or mm-hmm. becoming a, or starting their, a, starting a brand and becoming a, you know, um, an, an icon that way, not really being like an icon, like Elton John is or, or Bruce Springsteen or, um, or, or, or how like Freddie Mercury was or still is. I mean, th- like look at queen, like mm-hmm. to your point, Timeless. John, like, like people 25 years from now, they're still going to know who queen is, you know, right. but, um, but they're not going to know the King, the one hit from maybe they know the one Kings of Leon song. You know it, what I mean? Like, yeah. And that <clears throat> band, they're a great band, like Kings of Leon. They're mm-hmm. a solid, like alternative rock band. Like I have no problems with Kings of Leon other than, you know, they just got, beat beaten into my brain a little bit too much, you know, but that's not their fault. <laughs> no, here's another, here's another thing too, that I've, I've, I find interesting. When I'm thinking about this and we're talking about this. I don't know a lot of 20 and under kids today that know how to play a, a, a musical instrument. Like, and I'm not saying like flute or trombone. I'm talking like guitar, piano, drums, a singer. I don't know any, like my nephews, no fucking way. I mean, maybe maybe no one on my on my family side that's like a, a guitarist, but that's it. Like, and that seems kind of odd to me that 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 route hasn't really. Um, I think a lot of schools have eliminated music programs. Well, I, don't, I mean, I mean that I don't want to say it is or isn't, but I think it goes to just the general the, the overall change I see in people is it's not easy to become good at an instrument and it's not. I just it's feel practice. like everybody wants in at, we become an instant now society culture. Why learn guitar when I can just talk words and do an auto tune program and get green garage bands and I'll just use backing tracks and this and I'll, and I'll sample this and I'll like, like it, I mean, and by no means do I feel like I was ever like really, really good. You know, I was adequate at, you know, few instruments. But like I remember, dude, I played like like when when I joined Billtown and they wanted me to play bass. I never played bass. Like I played like every day for like hours, like every day. It was like go to school, like homework and shit, and then just practice. And like myself with them, like with like Ryan would help me with stuff, and just like and maybe I'm not gonna sit here and say it was seven days a week, but it was like four or five days a week where it was just. I'm on the couch watching the game. I got through my bass in the hand and it's just like going through the scales and you slapping know, a bass and, and then like learning like, okay, let me get the guitar game grimoire books and try to like learn about some, like the theory of it and shit. And just like, Oh, the old grimoire. Yeah, dude. And it was just like putting work in and it was frustrating. Cause it's just like some days you see your like some weeks over periods, you see yourself progressing and getting better. And same with like the key, like, like, like the piano and it was like playing. It's just like, you know, it's it's not, you know, everybody just wants to sit down and start playing, but it's just like it's work like and some and, and you know, and some people have, you know, natural, you know, a little more natural ability. But like, you know, no, I mean, nobody's like a savant, really. I mean, there's a handful of people of that elk, 
whatever, mm-hmm. to where I think it, from my, my opinion, I could be way off base. I just think it's, the, it's laziness that yep. it's, oh, if I can't play, you know, if I can't play guitar like, you know, like uh, like John Mayer or, or you know, or Steve Ray Vaughan or, you know, Stevie Vai, I don't want to play guitar in, in, in two months. It's like, like Matt said, it took those guys years and years and years and years to get to that level. And it's like, it's not, it's not a sexy path at first. And like, I mean, the reality TV shows probably don't help. I mean, we had a little success, but we would drive, you know, hours to shows and play in front of 10 people at sports page bar and grill. And it was like, we didn't care because it was like, it's what you did. And I mean, it was a different time and stuff, but like we did it because we just like love playing with each other. And, and, and maybe there are bands out there, but I feel like, a lot of times it's like the monetary value has to get rewarded instantly. And it's just like, you know, it's like, you know, it's like being an actor, professional athlete. It's a small percentage of people that can viably play music and live sure. comfortably. So I think it's, you know, I, I think it's just a deterrent now to where it's just like, it's, a, it's like that scene in uh, Back to the Future 2 when they're, when they're playing video games and he's like, oh, you're a crack shot. I oh, got to use your hands. It's a kid's toy. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, you're right. So like, I don't know. I guess I just see it. I mean, I know, you know, I, you know, I have some, you know, friends and this and that who tried to pick up instruments, you know, as they got older and this and that. And it's like, yeah, no, I gave up on it. Cause it's like, yeah, you're not going to, you know, you know, start, you know, playing solos in the month number two. It's like, be happy to play a couple chords in a progression and this and that. And it's just like, you know, and, you know, it's, it's, and so I, I, you know, it's a lot of things, but I just feel like, you know, that there's not, this, you know, this, this drive because, and, and this is, this is making us seem like old, you know, this is dating us, but we still grew up in a generation that's just like, I don't know, maybe it's not fair because we're not 18 year old girls or 18 year old boys and know what they, they deal with now. But like, I don't know. I just feel like when we were younger, like we lived life more, you know what I mean? Like we were like out doing things. We were like, tr- like, I don't know. I guess it's just maybe these kids live, but these kids now live through their iPads and their phones where we were out, you know, breaking curfews and going into, you know, we were, you know, we were, you know, I was in Indiana a lot, but we would go to like Chicago and Indy for shows and say, oh, yeah, no, we're going to, you know, I'll be at Chris's house 10 minutes away. And here we are, you know, just like doing shit. I'm sure it was like going to Philly for, you know, if, you know, if I was in that age here doing it more, but like, we just like, I don't know. I feel like lived life a little differently where like we experienced shit differently and maybe we had a little more to say about the world and stuff. Cause like we experienced it now it's like, everybody more people just read about living life and says as opposed to living them you know what i mean if i'm kind of if it's coming out right that like i think wild bill has just turned into the wise one yeah i mean (laughs) you know we you know when you think back it's like we're at that age where it's like i don't want to live in the past nor do i ever but it's like you think about it and it's just like the shit that we would do and you know just good and bad or just for fun and it's like, I, I, it's, it's insane that, you know, we're all walking and breathing some, some days that it's just like, fuck. And, and I don't know, I just, the young people I'm around a little bit, mainly family members and friends of family members who are younger. It's just like, they're just in their phones and they're just like living through a, a virtual reality. Thank you. Yeah. 
for predicting this. Uh, another good band, Jamiroquai. I enjoy his music a lot. Um, one hit, one hit wonder. He probably was in that category, although he has his one main, main record has like three or four good jams on it. He's got that banger on Napoleon Dynamite when he, oh, when, yeah. when he dances in front <laughs> of the school. But yeah, no, I think it's, yeah, I, I, I think it's just, uh, we're in a, you know, the, you know, it's gotta be, it's probably gotta be a weird time to be a teenager, young, a young 20 year old person. Cause it's like, I don't know. I, yeah, I, and and what I said earlier too, like I want to also reiterate that the reality TV voice American Idol shit didn't didn't really help anything. It flooded the market with yeah talented people, but it's like great, you got your ten minutes of fame, fifteen minutes of fame, and that was it. You know well, they, that show now. People we watch Idol, and people quit that show during the competition because they're like, I don't want to be tied down to Idol, and I get my experience, and I'm recording stuff on iTunes, and I have a manager <laughs> now, like. And I get it there, you know, I mean, the, the show exploits them, I get it. But, like, everybody's just so quick to jump the shark and just be like, oh, I'm going to be the next Taylor Swift, I'm going to be the next, you know, yeah. whatever. And it's just like, it's like, you know, why don't you put your dues in? Like, two weeks ago you were, you know, in high school, or two weeks ago you were playing at a bar in Kentucky in front of three people, and two of them worked there. So why don't you maybe just do the process and put the work in and, you know, but, again, it's, you know, who am I to give life advice, but it's, it just seems that, 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 that the bulk of youngins just want the uh, instant gratification. And it's just like, dude, you got to work. And even just because you, even if you work hard, there's no guaranteed you're going to be successful at anything you do. And I think it's just that immediate, well, well, I've been practicing for six months. I should be, you know, this and that I should have be, you know, be getting paid from Spotify for my downloads. It's like, do you, you know, do you have another platform to put music on that people would subscribe to automatically? You know, so it's just, I don't know. Yeah, some on title. Yeah, no, that's no, <laughs> the way to put it. There, there's a sense of entitlement that, like, I just. No, no, title the actual music app that no one uses. You're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I agree with that 100%. And so it's just, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bad look. But yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, no, I guess we're, we're teetering on that age of, like, oh, when we were young. No, no, back in our day. <laughs> we just turned music fit into depressed fit. Yeah, we, no, I think it's just, uh, I think we, we, we turn it into reality fit to where it's, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, and, and you know, cause I, cause I see it now, like with like youngins, um, like my niece, she wears like grunge clothes and she's in high school, like jeans with holes in them. And those Adidas that, you know, we used to wear like those white Adidas and stuff. And like our culture is kind of, and even now I saw a thing that Nirvana is one of the most popular downloads, like for the stuff, like our coming of age culture and style is now same with us when we were older. I mean, we Oh were, yeah. It was Nirvana's like the Led Zeppelin for this younger yeah, generation. At age, it was, you know, we were hearing our dad's records, you know, yep. uh, oh man, you know, who's the dead? Who's Almond Brothers? Who's Pink Floyd? I love this shit, you know, and, you know, and so it's, it's, it's one of those that just that natural cycle, you know, and, uh, you know, I guess we're experiencing some things need to stay dead to hopefully Zubas and crisscross pants and Cavaricis stay, stay. <laughs> you never know, man. You never know. But that's but that's the thing. Like you, you mentioned Nirvana being uh it's almost like I I I I'd like to hope that 
all the young kids that are rocking Nirvana in utero shirts are actually listening to in utero and not just wearing the shirt to, you know, as like you said, Bill, like to, to fulfill some sort of like status symbol, you know, um, I'd, I'd like to hope that they are actually listening to it, but, and, and if they are, that's a good sign to what you were, you know, saying earlier, John is like, you know, it's like it, it, sometimes it, it takes, sometimes you got to hit rock bottom to bounce, you know, you got to bounce off rock bottom to kind of like work your way back up, you know? So, and everything kind of comes back around. So if young kids are, you know, taking to Nirvana, me personally, I think that's a, a sign of good things to come for rock because they'll, you know, they'll listen to Nirvana and, and then get influenced to go out and create their own, spin on that type of of stuff that will eventually mm-hmm. probably come back around. So um I'm gonna go glass half full on that and say that that's <laughs> that's a good sign, you know, for music to come. Time will that, tell. We'll, time we'll recap will, this in episode three hundred and seventy four. We will we will recap this in episode three hundred and sixty two. <laughs> <laughs> um but for now I think we should we should wrap it maybe. And then we'll start, yeah. we'll hit Eagles heavy, uh, next episode. Yay. We'll, we'll hit. And, and I'm, and I'm going to go glass half full on the Eagles is we're going to be talking about a win. Can we, can we do one thing before we wrap? Can we do a pr- uh, prediction for Eagles? Let's go. Eagles prediction oh Sunday night. Dolphins. I was putting this away with let it be whatever bill. <laughs> I predicted a, I predicted a loss our last episode, but that loss came early. So I think, I think this was a wake up call for the birds, the, the jets loss. I think they correct some stuff and I think they find a way to beat the dolphins. Wow. Wow. What happens after that? Not going to be pretty, but I think we get this one. This is a big old L. Kelly Green dies. No, not good. Kelly Green never. They're gonna wear Kelly Green. It's gonna be a bad taste. It's gonna go back to Rich Cotite '90s era. Bad. You're probably, you're probably right, John. They probably do lose, but I'm hoping for a win. I have had a number in my head all all week. I think, I think Eagles win thirty to twenty-seven. I think it's I think it's a very close game. It's a back and forth game, but I, I think Miami's defense is sus, as a youngin say. And <laughs> so it's a field goal um, win. And I think we're down. I think we're going to be down like twenty seven, twenty three in the fourth quarter. We're going to see a, like a drive late, and we're gonna we're gonna come back. Um, or you know, I I I think this is a game that by no means is it you know. A, a, a so-called lock win, you know, but I don't know. I don't think Tua plays great in primetime games. I don't think, I think, well, I, I say this assuming Jalen Carter is going to play this week. I haven't heard anything. It's if he's back. He was a limited participant today. He's back. And cause a lot of Miami's passing game is off of play action and the run and, and, and off the run. And if most can't run wild and, um, uh, and I don't think he's going to be able to against us. I think that makes Tua one-dimensional, and I think that's 
not how the Dolphins win football games. I think this is kind of like their Buffalo game when the Buffalo shut the run down a little bit. It was lights out. So I'm, I'm on the half glass. I'm on the glass half full. That I think I'm with Matt. If we would have beat the Jets, even like 14, like somehow in an ugly way last week, I think this is a definite loss. I think that loss to the Jets gets this team fired up. I think that loss turns this game into a W for me. All right. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with Bill and, and Matt. Like, I think this is a bounce back, a bounce back game for the Eagles. And like, let's, let's like the Dolphins are a good team. You know, they dropped 70 on the Broncos, but they also, you know, lost 48, 20 to Buffalo and the Giants yeah. lost 14 to nine against them on a lay on a bad call. They, I mean, and, it's a week and, to week league, but it's, and then they, I mean, they barely beat the Patriots. They barely beat the chargers. You know, they, they, they lost to the, or no, that was a preseason game, but like they are a, they and are dealing with injuries too. I think I think they're down two linemen, of starting O linemen, which again plays into our hands to where you know, yeah, I mean Tyreek Hill and Waddle, they're going to each have a touchdown, probably maybe one of them has two. Like they're going to have mm. big. Like, I'm not saying this is a 40 to 10 game Eagles, but I don't. I think we are going to be able to run the ball on them and have clock control. Is I think where we're going to come back. But a big if is the red zone. Because we can't always take three when we get inside the 20. And that's something that we're going to see if near if Sirianni and Brian Johnson and Jalen. And I think um, if we have less turnover than the Dolphins, we win this game. I think it's one of those games where offenses are going to score a couple touchdowns, a couple field goals each half. And it's can't give them extra possessions. Just a team like this because they can strike quick. So I think – the secondary is sus. Our oh, very much so. Sus. Very much so. But I think, John, I will say the thing with a lot of their big plays is they need time for them to happen. And this little line's banged up and our D line's ready to go. Like, I think they're not going to have time to play that, you know, drop seven, you know, seven step, nine step drop back by Tua, take four or five seconds to throw a bomb to Tyreek or Jalen. It's going to be the short stuff. So, but again, the way we play off, you know, off receivers, that's dangerous too, because Tyreek just needs to step on you and he's gone. Tyreek Hill's going to have three touchdowns. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I would take that bet that he doesn't. I, I, I wouldn't be checked if he has two. <laughs> he's going to have th- market, book it, three touchdowns, Tyreek Hill. I mean, it might happen because I play him in, I play him in two fantasy, fantasy leagues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I play him in two different leagues, so I'll probably, probably, probably have, you know, John, you know what? I'll probably have four. What the fuck do I know? I shell well, teams. Well, let's. It'll be interesting to see how where our predictions all shake out. So, in the meantime, for myself, Metal Matt, Big John Stud, J Lo, Wild Bill, everyone be good. Go, birds.